What's up, family? This is Edgar otra vez, and welcome to another installment of the Flow Roll Podcast. Now, I say installment simply because this is not an actual episode. <clears throat> what I had to do was go into the archives and pull out some of my favorite moments that I could remember right off the top of the dome. I'm featuring a lot of my favorite people on this episode, a lot of my favorite guests, uh, Leah Berman, Eladio Lara, John Lawrence, Daniel Viana, Logan Nielsen, Mike Wiley, Mike Patterson, Mike Carlson, and of course, my cousin Primo and not my cousin Dan. Now, if you're new to the show and you want to find out more, head on over to thefloralpodcast.com where you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes and a store where you can buy a lot of my merch like stickers and cups and much, much more. I hope you dig this remix. We're going to start this joint off with a snippet from episode 68. Co-hosting, I have not my cousin Dan and our special guest is comedian, the fantastically a Berman. And I call this one Iris. At least it's not Schomburg. <laughs> well, there are no Jews in Schomburg. <laughs> Let's be honest. I met, this is great. So I met my neighbor on the other side of me. I hadn't met her yet. And I didn't quite know who these neighbors are. I mean, I, you know, we had very little time. This happened very, very fast. So you had very little time to like, you know, come back and look at the house and, you know, stuff like that. And um, I swear this is the truth. I mean, you're gonna think I'm putting on a show, but this woman, I'm outside, I'm watering the lawn and this, and this woman drives up into her driveway and she's got like an Oldsmobile, like, a, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, oh, good Lord. like, and I can see, you know, I can just see it happening in slow mo. And she just like pulls up and she's like, hello, my <laughs> neighbor, my name is Iris. Get out of here. Uh, uh, <laughs> and I was like, hi, Iris, hold on, you know, put the hose down, like ran over. She stays in the car. Mm-hmm. Stays in the car the whole time. She tells me <laughs> who, who's who on the block. She's lived yeah. here for 50 years. And she's the neighbor you want to yeah. you know, she's lived here 50 years. Like, yes. you know, yeah. who's this guy? Who's this one? This one's Jewish. This one's not Jewish, mm-hmm. not Jewish, Jewish, oh. married to a Jew. You know, like I mean the whole, <laughs> thing, the whole she's, thing. She's the neighbor <laughs> that you want until you piss her off. Or oh, yeah. or or until do I have to check on Iris? Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. have we seen Iris in the in the past couple of days? Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, wow. so, I, can't believe, I can't believe she gave you the whole map of everyone's location. <laughs> I mean, and like, not just. I mean, she was giving me like info. Like, she was like. <laughs> I'm not getting out of the car because I had a, a, you know, I had a back injury and I'm having, I'm having back surgery. I had back surgery and I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. And she was like 20 years ago. I had back surgery 20 years ago. I mean, it was like, this is like her thing. She's like, my, my son comes to, you know, I have a, I have a caretaker three times a week. You know, I was like, Oh, that must be the red car. Yes. Not Jewish. I mean, literally like this is conversation. It was ridiculous. It's the catalog of who's Jewish. Everything. Who's not, Everything. Who's not, Everything. You know? I was just like, oh my God. You know, <laughs> did she give you like a Goyam map afterwards? Did, it was it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. That's Wait, fantastic. This next clip I grabbed from episode 42, where Eladio Lara and I go back and forth on male camaraderie. I call this episode Mexican Nicknames. So let me ask you this. How did you like Taco's performance <laughs> in the movie? Uh, was, it, was it a little overacting? Was it maybe it could it have gone better to a different actor maybe? I, I, I mean, I like the guy. I like the actor, but I think he might have, I don't know, it was a little overzealous in the part kind of. I is that just me? I he didn't bother me as much as his name. <laughs> you know yeah, saying? yeah. Um, 
But at the same time, like, you know how it is, you know? Yeah. With, with guys, you call each other fucked up. Oh, things. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? The you fact know? that uh, only his boy got away with, you know, calling him Taco, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And the story behind it, he did get the story behind yeah. it. Yeah, like, I mean, I know guys, they fucking, you know, you know, especially Latin guys, they love fucking calling each other fucking things, you know, like nicknames and stuff. I know yeah. a guy, I know a guy that used the, the fucking blue collar guy, they call him El Moco. <laughs> El moco, el moco, that's the booger. Funny. That translates that's as funny. the booger for our, for our listeners. And you know why they call him el moco? Why, bro? I want to hear this. Because uh, he would follow this one guy around all over the all over the the, <laughs> the job site. So they call him el moco because he always stuck to him. Oh my god, bro! That's <laughs> oh my god, bro. they call him the booger because he always stuck to the boss. Bro. As bro, paisas are tough but when it comes to nicknames, bro. Bro, Mexicans are ruthless, bro. They're, they're man, fun. I bro, I used to, <laughs> bro, I used to work at this, I used to work at this candy factory for years ago, bro. I was like uh-huh. 18, 19, and I had a buddy of mine that he used to walk with like a little bit of, you know, with his shoulder sticking out, right? Uh-huh. Kind of like, you know, like kind of like, yeah, look, I'm a badass. I'm walking like a badass, but that's just that was just his posture. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nicest guy in the world, but that's just the way he the way he walked. And they had two nicknames for him. The first one was Sandia. And like, why they call him Sandia, which is watermelon? And he's like, because when he walks, he looks like he's carrying two Sandias. <laughs> <laughs> or the, the other, I know, bro. And then the other one they called him. Wait, wait. This one, this one was my favorite. They called him El hijo de Clint Eastwood. What he El hijo de Clint Eastwood. The son Meaning, of Clint Eastwood. The son of Clint Eastwood. Like, why? Because he looks like he's gonna draw every time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, bro. They're ruthless, bro. They don't care, dog. No, bro. They fucking they go they're for horrible. the jugular, bro. So yeah, they fucking, do, bro. They're so oh, fucking yeah. mean and creative, these fuckers. Yeah, bro. They're so fucking yeah. creative. Like <laughs> Shit, they had this one guy. Wait, this one paisa. He had he worked in the it was it was uh they made nerds right like uh-huh. and, and they had the nerds where they were called double dipped where they could be like strawberry and then it was dipped in like green apple or something like that and this bice i had like a, this you know that 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 white discoloration on your skin you know how sometimes they're dark skin and then they get like white discoloration patches around their face and all. yeah you know it's, it's i don't know if it's a disease or something but yeah it is it's like they used to, they, yeah they used to call him double dip bro I was like, no, man, bro. The fucking cabrones, bro. So they fucking, are, fucking jive, bro. So fucking jive. I know, bro. Wait, right. so back to Moco, bro. Back to Moco. Well, yeah. What about Moco? What do you, you want to talk? Know? Why did you bring him up? You were saying you, you think weren't you making a point? I was making a point that um, fuck. What was the point? What was it? It was. You were about to tell me a story about him. No, I think the point was is just that. that that's oh, because we're yeah, I remember camaraderie. About, yeah, and you were talking about the name. That they gave taco. Yeah. So like yeah, yeah. this is this is just kind of a thing that you do when you're with a bunch of guys, right? Like mm-hmm. when you're when you're friends with someone, that's how you show love. You know, you mm-hmm. you you make fun of ragging on each other. <laughs> yeah, you, you bust their balls, man. Like if, yeah. if if the person doesn't bust your balls even just a little bit, he don't like you, man. Exactly, man. Like but even there's gotta be what it is is trust, man. Yeah. That's yeah. all trust. And also, the other time, you know, at the same time, it's just like, fuck, bro. Like, what do you got to fucking, <laughs> what do you got to roast me so bad? Exactly, bro. bro. <laughs> like like I said, go for the jugular shit. Yeah, bro. Imagine this guy, he's fucking hanging out. He's probably hollering at some chick. You know, these, these fucking guys, they're not going to fucking miss a beat, bro. They're going to call him Moco right in front Oye, of the Moco. girl. <laughs> hey, Moco, ¿qué estás haciendo, cabrón? Exactly, bro. You know they're going to fucking bust out of, bro. It's just like, you know it, bro. Because he's gonna be like, go the fuck away. No the filter, fucking... these motherfuckers. <laughs> no, bro, no mercy, bro. Good, you know, no fucking mercy, bro. Oh, fucking yeah. And it's just like, you know how it is, bro. Just uh-huh. and so, like, that's that's what that's what I'm getting from that. Like, okay, that's the fucking friendship they had. They just they're dudes and they bust each other's balls, you know. And mm-hmm. you know, this guy just saved them from getting his ass kicked, and then he calls them the thing that started the fight, right? So it's just like it's funny, but it was like, it kind of bugged me a little bit because he's like, you know, because he's white, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and it wouldn't have made any sense if he was Mexican calling him taco because then it's like kind of stupid, you know, because like, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it's just like, I was like, I, you could have figured out a better name, you know, I don't know. Uh, but um, aside from that, I, that didn't bother me too much. Like, I was like, I get it, you know, I get mm-hmm. it. I would have found if I was, if I was the guy 
I would have found a worse name that would have been funnier, you know? Like that's, I think, needed a little more time. Like you had to find that movie's version of it, Moko, you know? Yeah, agreed. Yeah, like maybe maybe it was just that. I mean, I, I mean, like I said, I like the actor, but mm. I don't know. There was just something about it that I mean, you're right. It could have been the name that was bugging me this whole time. I didn't even realize it. You know? yeah. I nabbed his next clip from episode 53, where my co-host and I, not my cousin Dan, are talking to our guests, Mike Patterson and Mike Carlson. And I call this piece getting my dad into Transformers. And never, sitting there weeping as a out. child let's, in the theater. Let's go see if Howard the Duck's still playing. <laughs> <laughs> that, wow, that movie was horrible too, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I, I love that movie. No, man, I hate it. I love it. I begged my dad to take me, and I felt so bad because my dad hated taking me and shit like that. <laughs> and then he sat there all pouting, and then like finally there was like that giant, like weird. At the end of the movie, there was this like song and dance number at the end. Yeah. yeah. And my dad was like, that movie sucks so <laughs> that movie was so bad. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, you know, I I don't even want to, you know, he's like, I don't even want to if if anything, I might see that ending again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he did that. He hated me, he hated taking me to that movie and Transformers the movie. Like yeah. we went to the Transformers the movie. I was so excited to watch Transformers the movie. I sit down in the movie theater. They have that rock song. You got the mm-hmm. touch thing, right? right. So I sit down with my dad, and I'm 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 excited. I'm thinking I'm gonna get my dad into Transformers, right? He's gonna watch dad, this movie. Dad, welcome. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> sit, sit right here, Dad. You're gonna love this. This is, I got something for you. Yes, Dad. Dad, <laughs> that guy right there, he's Optimus Prime, right? All right. <laughs> and so he, you know, I sit down and I'm looking at the screen and there's that big scene where, you know, Optimus dies. I turn around, my dad is knocked out. He's yes. snoring. <laughs> and it was my, me, my uncle, and my grandma went and saw Terminator 2 and she fell asleep during Terminator 2. <laughs> anyway, off, off topic. <laughs> How can you do that? <laughs> and then I remember my uncle like grabbing my elbow and like trying to push it against my grandma to turn it. Like... <laughs> That's awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, that that's yeah. I'm I'm never gonna get my dad into Transformers. It's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not, it's not gonna happen. It. No. This no. is this is Optimus. He's currently thirty nine ninety nine at Target. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, as far as like the cartoons though, like we had our local Fox affiliate WYZZ Fox forty three mm-hmm. Fox Kids, and then we also had the WGN. So like between both of those, yeah. like three and five, and it was all like there was the he-Man would play uh, the Go Go Ghostbusters, not the real Ghostbusters. He-Man, oh, yeah. Transformers, mm-hmm. yeah, Go Go Busters. Yeah, I remember the Ghostbusters. Those Ghostbusters, the, the, knock the fake Ghost. Ghostbusters, yeah. the knockoff they had, Ghostbusters. They had they had a gorilla on the team. I'm like, what? The <laughs> oh yeah, okay. I'm like, I have no idea, but okay, the gorilla. I Whatever. Got you. Gorilla. I, was, yeah. I got you. Now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now I know. I know what you're talking about. Now. <laughs> well, that's why they yeah. had like that's why the Ghostbusters cartoon wasn't Ghostbusters. It was the real Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters. Yes. You know what was bizarre? I loved the Ghostbusters and I loved the cartoon, and it was like I had no idea whatsoever that there were toys. I never my had neighbors, any Ghostbusters toys, and I never like, asked yeah. for them either. Like I, I had no idea that they existed. Like they probably came out five years previously, and like we had new neighbors move in. I'm like. There's Ghostbusters toys. <laughs> There's Ghostbusters yeah. toys. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. And but but going through like, them up. Yeah, go ahead. No, you got you got friends who and this is how I I don't even know how I could not have known about Ghostbusters toys because you got friends who have like the power packs, you know, right. and the costumes. And I think I just assumed they were just Halloween costumes, you know? Like that's not a toy, that's a costume. That no, looks it's a rent. toy. <laughs> right. I still want to dress up like the Ghostbusters. I try to get yeah. the family to dress up like Ghostbusters. There's four of us. There's four of us. It's perfect. It's right perfect. There. And nobody do it. Nobody wanted to do it with me. I'm like, come on, let's come on. Like you keep Egon and you can, 
you know, he was like, <laughs> well, it, be, yeah. yeah. And my wife yeah. was like, you know, no, my my daughter was like, I don't want to be Egon. I want to be one of the girls. Oh, okay, you could be the girl. You could be the wacky one with the blonde hair. You could be her. <laughs> couldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't happen. Nobody. We were all different things. We couldn't even get well, out. It's scene. probably because you tried Peter. to make, you tried <laughs> yeah. to make, tried to make the boy Winston, and he was just like, no, nobody wants to be Winston. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I I would be I would be whoever, man. I could be Dan Aykroyd's character. I could be Bill Murray's. I don't care. Just you know, I could I just let's just dress up like the Ghostbusters, and it was just not happening. My daughter wanted to be a ninja princess. My son wanted That's to be good. a robot. You know, it's just like. <laughs> My wife was the the bride of Frankenstein. I was just like, "What's going on?" <laughs> there is no structure to any of you people. No. What is wrong with you? And meanwhile, you're in a Slimer outfit. Yes, yeah. I was like, like, "What?" I'll take a hit for the team. I'll be Slimer. Right. <laughs> Put on all this green body paint, and you're a ninja. What? I was yeah. in that bathroom two and a half hours <laughs> with this paint. I'm going to be in that tub for two and a half hours more. Exactly right. Now it doesn't make any sense. I'm just this green guy walking around with a ninja princess and a robot. Oh, look, honey. It's the Hulk with a ninja princess. I'm not, the, I'm not the Hulk. I'm not the Hulk. I'm Slimer. We're supposed to be the Ghostbusters. I got the hot dogs. You see the hot dogs? It's full of hot dogs. <laughs> This next edit is from episode 65, and it's me, not my cousin Dan, and cousin Primo, and I call this, Who is the Master? So there's an interesting thing about the Master. Mm-hmm. All right, so like, uh, he's on this quest. And like, apparently there can only be one. Well, in this not, universe, there can only be one well, martial arts master. Not, not necessarily, because I mean, show enough is a master, he has the globe, right? Yep. Right. So the, the master has a glow. So I think what's going on is, is well, I think it's a, a metaphor for freedom, right? He has to, and, and this being a story. This is, of, the, this is the deepest, the deepest examination of The Last Dragon that anybody has ever done. I am the nerdiest motherfucker. Go, I, am I love the, it. I, I love am it. The, I am the ghetto nerd. Because because this, this, is, is, this is the perfect compliment to the very deep exa- <laughs> examination that we did into the thematic elements about stereotyping and whatnot. So, dude, this is going to go, this is, this is going to be taught in French <laughs> Well, I th- it's, it's a metaphor for freedom. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's an African-American uh, playing a role that's not usually a role that is his, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. role of a Chinese man who mm-hmm. was also at one point an, a, a, a slave in, in, uh, in American history. There was, there was a, a, a large uh, population in, in California that were slaves along with, you know, that were Asian slaves. Anyway, so, but he, he is seeking freedom. He's seeking to reach a level of mastery, right? And the word, I mean, the word master, if he can become himself a master, then he is, he is no longer a slave to someone else, right? So he is, he is his own master, but he's also his own teacher. It's, it's a huge metaphor. I mean, I, I'm sure I don't have to explain any more than that, but the fact that he can say, because one of the things Show Enough is doing is he's saying, I want you to call me master, right? Yeah, that's that's right. well, that's I mean, that's pretty obvious. He's I want you to call me master because I am the Kung Fu master. But he's also saying you're my slave. Right. Right. But then Bruce Leroy Dude, has the shit. Yeah. So Bruce Leroy at that moment recollects on all the teachings of his master, of his you know sensei or, or teacher and realizes that he himself is a master, that he can simply just become a master by realizing that he is, right? So when he answers the question, I'm the master, he is not only saying, I am the master of martial arts, but I am also a master of my own destiny. I am no longer a slave as a black person. I'm talking about as a black person, not me, black, but Bruce Leroy as a black person is no longer a slave to anyone, including show enough who's trying to make him his slave. So it's, it's 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 really crazy because it's a crazy movie to put such a thing in, but it's it, it's it's an amazing movie. And dude, it's deep. It's that, deep. But think about it. The also, fact that the fact that you you were able to get there, 
<laughs> and and you are not stoned right now. No, I don't have to be. I'm already is, crazy. Is truly impressive to me. <laughs> there is nothing that you just said that I disagree with at all. Uh-huh. It's clearly an intentional moment. Mm-hmm. Like it, w- it was written with that intent. And I'm blown away because it <laughs> never dawned on me before in that particular way. Well, think about it also. Showing off is also a free person. He is also his yep. own master. So that's why I'm saying more than one person can become a master. Right. You okay. Know? So, so, so that's why Bruce Leroy is a master. That's why Show Enough is a master. But not only is Show Enough a master, but he was trying to make Bruce Leroy a slave. So um, then they both got the glow. They, you got they, that glow. You got that glow. Nobody <laughs> knows. So anyway, like he, so they, you know, they go super Saiyan and they fight, they fight each other and there's all these sparks and shit, but you know, all that shit is awesome. But, but that fucking line, who is the master Leroy is, is something I fucking, I used to yell out loud in the hallways at high school. Shit. I used to, I used to just fucking yell out of nowhere for no reason. Who is the master Leroy? Who is the master? But I, after I saw this movie that first time, uh-huh. I would. Do you guys ever watch the Venture Brothers? You know that. Oh, cartoon, I do. I love that. The show. Venture Brothers. You know how Hank Venture, in several of the episodes, just walks around and like looking at people and saying, "I am the bat." You know, <laughs> like he, he's, he's in, just Hank Venture is totally like enamored with Batman. And wants to be Batman and walks around telling people he is the bat. After I this, after I saw this movie for a long time, I would just like pop around the corner and be like, whoever was in the room, I'd pop around the corner and be like, I am the master. And then I'd like zip away like I was a ninja. <laughs> but, for a long time. But think about think about what that does for for, for kids or, or just people in general when they go around and say, Who is the master? And the answer, I am, you know? Yeah. It's it's yep. it's empowering without yeah. wanting to be, you know, like because yeah. then that person says, I am my own master. I'm not a slave to anyone. And 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 it's it's it, they don't have to know what they're saying, but it's empowering just to be able to go through that, that those those uh, those lines. Right. This is a bunch yeah. of catchy shit in this fucking movie showing off uh, who is. I, I just the Shogun of Harlem, like yeah, just I, kiss my converse. Kiss my converse, bro. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because that was the other shirt. part. I ordered a shirt. A short note that says "Kiss my converse." I used That's... to have a shirt of show enough that said Shogun of Harlem, mm-hmm. and it and it I wore it so much I wore away the screen printing uh-huh. on it. <laughs> yep, yep. It's. I, I think can't that, I believe think that, go ahead. that this episode got this deep. I can't. <laughs> I, I, I. It's amazing how deeply all three of us apparently were were touched by this movie. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I can't imagine anybody else having. I can't even fathom of having this conversation with anybody else, and it would get like almost emotional. Like almost like I am the master. Yes, yes. This next clip is from episode thirty. I have not my cousin Dan co-hosting, and he's telling us a story about when he applied for a job. I call it help wanted tiger feeder. So this was back after I graduated from college, and a lot of people don't remember this because we have short memories but you know i graduated from college there was a reset i graduated in 2001 right and there was all we were already kind of dipping down into a recession there weren't a lot of jobs i didn't have a job right when i graduated from college you know and this this was before september 11th happened but so like I was hunting for work every day after, you know, I was living in my parents' basement trying to find a job desperately, you know, and it got to the point where like I had applied for like every quote unquote real job that I could find a listing for. 
And so I just started going through the want ads back in the days when you went through want ads in the newspaper, you know, it's amazing. And, and it was just like any job, any job. And, uh, um, Oh boy. And I found a listing and I was like, I, I had to call it because when you find <laughs> this listing in the newspaper, it was just like, a, <laughs> like a, a one inch ad had, had a black border around it, two words and a phone number. Tiger handler and a phone number. <laughs> what? And so, I mean, I had to call it, right? So, so How 20, do you not call that ad? So, okay. 20, so 21 year old fucking, not my cousin Dan was like, this is a job for me. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, 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 that's where I was. I was like, I need a fucking job. Uh, if it's going to be a shitty job, but I want it to at least be an interesting job, you know? So I called the ad. And they were, they were like, here, this is where this place is. Come out here tomorrow at two o'clock and, you know, we'll show you around. And you can ask okay. 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 Before, before you go any further, did 21 year old Dan, did he have any idea what a tiger handler was? No, no like, idea. No, but like you had an idea that there was going to be a live tiger. Well, there, like right? what? I was like thinking of Siegfried and Roy, you know, like, like, <laughs> what, what is this you know so but but you, you didn't th you didn't even think that maybe you would be like maybe feeding a tiger or maybe you'd be leading a tiger i assumed it was probably it was probably like feeding the tigers and and cleaning them and stuff like that that's what i assumed in in a, in a cage or in the cage with them like where were you thinking this was going to be i didn't think that far <laughs> i love it i love it uh -huh. i love it okay <laughs> Woo, maybe i'll feed a tiger sign me up <laughs> so what do they drink milk i guess i give them some milk <laughs> they're like big cats right right yeah who knows right <laughs> and so the you know i borrow my mom's car to go on this <laughs> job interview and uh like i didn't tell my mom my mom i didn't bother telling my mom like yeah i'm gonna go interview to be a tiger handler i was just like hey, i got a job interview you know but but because you were trying yeah. to protect her or you just didn't think about time? I didn't I didn't want to even talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is like they gave me the address and told me where it was. And like this is back in the days when like, you know, this was long enough ago, like iPhones didn't exist, GPS wasn't a thing, you know. Yeah. So I went and I like got a map online and I mapped it out. I mean, it was way, you think I'm out in the boonies now. This was like, wow. Like it was an hour out West into the boonies from where I am, you know? And already from the drive, I was like, okay, I'm not doing this. Right. You know, like the drive but, was too much, but uh, so I get, I, I'm driving and I'm basically driving through like endless cornfields. That's how far this, like this place was, it was far enough out where it was just farm country. And I'm driving on this road and all of a sudden there's like a farm, 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 farm trees and like trees that you cannot see through dense forest. And it was like, obviously like planted, you know, uh -huh. like on purpose so that you couldn't see what was there, you know? Uh -huh. So I, I see the address marker and it's like this long twisty um, driveway and I turn down it and it kind of cuts through the trees a little bit. And all of a sudden I come to this fence and it was like Jurassic Park, uh, right? Like, uh, like you remember the movie in yeah. where they get up to the giant gates, you know? It wasn't like these giant wooden gates, but I mean, it was a, a massive perimeter fence with like razor wire on top, you know, and signs that like big signs, like electrified fence. Right. And so I pull up and I stop and I roll down my window and there's a little intercom and I hit the intercom and I'm, I'm waited for like a long enough time to, for it to be uncomfortable. Uh -huh. Like I'm sitting here at this gate like it was long enough that I was like, should I just go? And then finally the intercom kind of crackles to life. And it, and it was just like really gruff. Like, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> and I'm like, my name's Dan. I'm here for an interview about the tiger handler job. <laughs> and I hear the guy like, like somebody's here about the tiger job. Well, okay. You know, and then finally. <laughs> he, he so hold back up. on. 
So hold on. Okay. So I don't mean to interrupt, but I need to know what you were thinking. So you stop and you see the crazy. Oh, at this point, at this point, I'm thinking like, I, I need to get the hell out of here. But you didn't. But, but, but at the same time, I'm like, I came all this way. Oh. I'm not turning around. So wait know? a minute. So you're like, I spent all this time. I'm not going to go away without <laughs> yeah. the interview. Yeah. That's the only yeah. reason. Oh, okay. Yeah. The big spooky house with the guy with the giant. That, that oh, wasn't there, the- At this point, I've not seen any buildings. I just, there's just woods driveway giant fucking fence but that did not deter right? you you're like fuck it i came all this way i'm still gonna go pretty much this. yeah right <laughs> yeah. and you so see, the guy you see you're the you're the fucking guy in the horror movie that's like <laughs> yeah, too fucking stupid yes <laughs> you're the fucking guy in the horror movie where they're like there's there's hey i heard something it sounds really creepy and dangerous I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the guy comes back on the intercom and he's like, okay, here's what's going to happen. And you always like, when somebody says that, you know, you're in for some shit. When somebody starts a sentence with, here's what's going to happen. Shit's about to go down. Okay. And so um, the guy says through the intercom, here's what's going to happen. The gate in front of you is going to open. I want you to pull through. There's going to be another gate. You That gate's not going to open until the one behind you closes. So it's like a prison, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Right? And he's, and he's like, when that gate comes up, I want you to make sure all of your doors are locked. All of your windows are closed. I want you're gonna you're gonna drive through. It's gonna be kind of a long winding drive. You're gonna come to a building. I want you to park in, in a spot. Do not get out of your car <laughs> until Gunther comes to get you. Okay. Okay. So right. then you're, st- so the, what did you do? Did you go through the gate? Of course I went through the gate. Because <laughs> now I'm like, I'm past, I'm past, I'm past the, I need to get the fuck out of here. And directly into, I need to find out what the fuck this is. No. Right? You see, you are definitely the guy. You're definitely that guy in the horror movie. So I I pull through the gate. I stop. I make sure all my doors are locked, all my windows. are. Well, the gate just opens, like electronically just opens, right? Nobody there. So there's clearly like a control room, you know. (laughs) The gate opens up. I pull through. I watch the gate close behind me and then there's the second gate opens up and I drive through and I'm following the drive and there's still like woods and I come out of the woods and I, it was Jurassic fucking park, Edgar. It was like, I'm, I come out of the woods and there's just this big open area. (laughs) Right. And on once, like on the left side, there's giraffes (laughs) and elephants you know, and they're all and roaming the, free and they're just roaming free, you know, on the right side, there's, there's some other, you know, there's some, some animals, you know, like roaming about. And in the far distance, I can see in like a paddock be behind another fence, there's lions hanging around, you know, there's, there's all of these exotic animals and, and it's like, and, and now remember, this is at least let me think about timelines. We're talking about 20 years before anybody saw Tiger King. Okay. Right. You, you so, met the original Tiger King. If I, I may have. I very well may have. Uh, and so like, I'm looking around and it's like, there's fucking elephants and giraffes and ti- lions. There's lions. The thing I didn't see any of was tigers. Right. And so I, I keep following and I come to a building that looks like a prison. Right. And I park the car. And I wait because apparently somebody named Gunther is going <laughs> to get me. Right. And again, I wait for an uncomfortable amount of time. <laughs> Honest to God, like full minutes waiting in the car. And at this point I'm thinking like, I can't get out. Yeah. Like, uh, maybe this was not so smart. (laughs) Um, And finally, so I hear, I hear a buzz, you know, like a buzz when you hear a security door buzz. Yeah. 
Yeah. And this guy walks out and I mean, he looks pretty much exactly what I would have imagined a guy named Gunther to look like. He's, you know, older, probably in his fifties, mm-hmm. got basically like bozo hair, right? He's bald <laughs> on top, but he's got a big wild curly hair around the side of his head, uh-huh. not blue, you know, gray hair. Like yeah. he's wearing like Dickie's work pants and a Dickie's work shirt that's open to his navel. And he's got all these gold chains and tons of chest hair. <laughs> and he comes and he knocks on the knocks on my window and I roll down the window and and he's like, are you Dan? And like, yeah. 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 You follow me. And he just turns around and starts walking back to the door that he just came out of. So I get out of the car, uh-huh. you know, and I look around, make sure that I'm not being stalked by anything. You know? <laughs> and I follow him and we walk through that, that door that he came out of. And it's like a little antechamber, just like a smaller version of the two security fences where the door behind us closes and then the door in front of us buzzes and we can go in. And I walk through the door. I follow him through that door and I'm through a fence, right? There's a fence and a walkway. And through the fence, I am face to face with a white Siberian tiger. Oh, that's crazy. Like face to face. And the tiger is not happy that I'm there. <laughs> right tigers like roaring at me you know wow. and tigers i know we've all seen tigers in zoos and what they're freaking huge dude yeah they're big this thing was basically pretty close to face to face with me standing on all fours you know and its face is right up and its its head was like a foot and a half wide you know, like huge uh-huh. and it's right up and it's, it's, it's like roaring at me, you know, and Gunther is just standing there, like waving him off. Like, don't worry about it. I mean, it, it, they're just like house cats. I, I got to try to do the German accent because he had a heavy German accent. It was, is there's just like house cats you don't need to worry you know whatever yeah. and he's like trying to talk over the roaring and i mean the claws are it's like the thing is clawing at the fence and i mean i'm maybe like a foot away because that's all the space i had and the things like claws are are coming through the fence you know wow and like he's dealing with a house cat or a dog he starts to explain to me what the job is, right? And then, and and not only that, like this is there's this one tiger is right up in my face, not happy about me being there, not friendly. And there are five other tigers because it it was a big room, right? There's probably like forty by forty, you know. Uh-huh. And there are five other tigers just hanging out in the back, like looking over, like they looked like giant house cats, just kind of sprawled out, like lazy, like ah, this we have to deal with, like. Like uh-huh. some of them are looking at this other, this, this one that's, that's like mad at me with a look on their face. It's like, ugh, Bob's at it again. Bob's always having a temper tantrum, you know? <laughs> and so, and so like Gunther starts telling me about the job. He's like, yeah, so we have the tigers here and uh, with the uh, performing uh, animals, we travel around and we do uh, animal shows. And what you, what, what you do is you, uh, we have the room, you look, is divided in two sections. There's this section here in, in the morning, you move the tigers into the other section, you hose out all the tiger shit, and then you move them, <laughs> and then you move them back in here, and you go in the other section, and you hose out all the tiger shit. And then after that, you feed them. But now while he's telling me this, he's, like he's dealing with a dog that's misbehaving. He grabs, as he's talking, he doesn't break talking. He grabs a broom that's against the wall and he just starts jabbing it at the tiger through the fence. Jesus like Christ. Jabbing the tiger in the belly with this broom handle, not like hard, not like, yeah. like causing injury or anything, but just like prodding at the tiger and finally the tiger is just like i've had enough of this and he just kind of stalks off and plops down on the ground and basically goes to sleep right so so he's telling me so basically my job would be hosing down on tiger shit 
And then he's like, and then he's, and then you feed them. I come, come with me. I show you where we feed the tigers. And he takes me and we walk through this big building and we get to like a garage and there's a couple of guys in there and a gigantic like steel table, like you'd expect to see in a commercial uh, kitchen. Yeah. And there's gotta be a thousand pounds of, of meat, just like <laughs> scraps of meat on that table. Uh-huh. And these guys have like aprons and big, big rubber gloves. And they're just like sectioning out portions of meat for each tiger. <laughs> and he's like, so after you clean the shit, you come in here and you prepare the foods and then you feed the tigers. And, and, and I'm like, and it's, reeked like this was clearly not like fresh meat you know uh-huh right and i'm getting like kind of nauseous because it smells bad and i've been getting growled at by a tiger and <laughs> talking to a guy named gunther who looks like a circus performer and i'm in a basically like tiger prison you know and i'm kind of overwhelmed and so i'm not saying much i'm just like uh-huh uh-huh and i'm thinking to myself like i do not want to clean tiger shit <laughs> uh, and yeah so four, finally, years, four years of college to, to go and right tiger shit. yeah and and so we start walking back to my car he's like and he's like well that's about it that's, that's the job uh you come you work for us you get 250 dollars a week <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, and you live here we have trailer we give you a trailer <clears throat> you live here and in uh in august we go around the world and and I, and I was like, around the world? He's like, yeah, we go Indonesia and Philippines, Russia. And so he's basically asking me to run away with the circus. <laughs> and as I'm getting into my car, like he hasn't really given me much of a chance to talk or ask any questions, right? Mm-hmm. As I'm getting into my car, he says, so, you know, you, you go home, you think about it, you call me tomorrow. Uh, I want you to remember something. It's very important. Tiger is dangerous animal. If you put your hand in the cage, don't expect to get it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so with that, I get in my car. I go out in the drive. I wait for the fence to open. I wait for it to close behind me. I wait for the other fence to open and I make the very long drive home and think about whether or not I want to run off with the circus with dangerous tigers that may eat my hand. And for $200 a week. For $250 a week, but they give me a trailer to live in. Well, you know, what what kind of an amenities are we talking about in terms of for that trailer? I didn't get to tour the trailer. Yeah, I mean, you might get the swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, I might get the swimming pool or I might get, you know, the trailer with six other rejects from society <laughs> with six other um, gunthers right exactly so you know i did not take that job sometimes i regret not taking that <laughs> job because that that would have been an interesting way to spend a year i'll tell you oh dude yeah um, yeah next thing you know you're like lost in russia and lord knows what else right yeah the, the philippines and this is where you lost your hand <laughs> yeah right in india and indonesia yeah. And instead, I went and I uh, managed a blockbuster video. So, you know, we Uh, make interesting decisions in life. You know, I want to say that uh, both both jobs, I guarantee you, you were not going to be happy. Um, (laughs) No, (laughs) guaranteed. But I think if you would have... But I got health insurance for (laughs) you. Yeah, the other one, you wouldn't have got health insurance for sure. But uh, the the other one, imagine how many more stories like this you would have had if you would have gone with that bucket. Yeah, right. Because, I mean, this is... This if is just, I lived through. This is just you, like, meeting the tiger. This wasn't even you, like, feeding the tiger throughout the world Yeah. for a year. Like, imagine how many more stories you would have had like this if you would have done that. That would have been fun. The following clip I nabbed from episode 47. Co-hosting I have Not My Cousin Dan and special guest is Black Belt and friend from Hurricane Jiu-Jitsu, John Lawrence. I call this one Legend of El Chupacabras. 
but uh, I, I kind of went on a tangent there. Oh, the first day, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was, it was a very memorable first day for you. I don't, I, I don't want to put you on blast and tell that story. <laughs> Go ahead, man. I know you want to. I know you want to. I, you, I, you can probably sense that I'm like, you know, I was trying to be polite. <laughs> oh, dude, have, have you, you probably haven't listened to the podcast because we're not polite. I don't, I don't, yeah, I <laughs> Most certainly not me. Yeah, I take it to Edgar on the daily. I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little ammunition. I, I get um, uh, you, you'll get, you get like over the years, you teach a lot and like, you'll start to just like, you'll start to like recognize people. Um, like a guy comes in and it's kind of like, it's kind of like, Oh, like I, I've trained with a guy like this before. And what it is, what it was with him is like the, uh, guy who used to wrestle, um, competitive guy, you know, I mean, he, he had, he had a very competitive spirit, um, wasn't a quitter. And then despite how, how, how big he was, he actually moved real fast. He was a really, a really athletic guy. Um, and, uh, and that you know, guy was not what? Edgar. You see what I'm saying? But, but, but it was, it was funny because I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened, but we were, we were, we were sparring and he, you know, he was, he was bringing it. And I ended up catching his arm at some point. And if you, if you, if you don't know jujitsu that well, I mean, the basic idea is that usually when you have somebody in an arm locker or, or an arm bar, you've got one or both of your legs over their torso. In this case, like one's sort of like near his face. And to this day, I, you know, we can still dispute what may or may not have happened, but uh, <laughs> I, felt, I felt his teeth sink into my calf muscle. <laughs> and, uh, and I, and I stopped and I go, did you just bite me? <laughs> I actually don't remember how you responded, but it was, it was a, it was a great moment. I was, uh, well, first of all, I was super embarrassed, but in my defense and I still, this is what happened. All right. Go ahead. Go so you, 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 and you can, you can jump back in after this, but I, so he, we, you know, he's kicking my ass. All right. Like he's being nice, but he's, this is like five minutes of him tapping me like every 10 seconds. Right. So he's, he's kicking my ass, like literally kicking my ass. And I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Right. So it's like, how is this guy 140 pounds soaking wet, kicking the shit out of me right now. Right. So I get a little amped up. Right. But I wasn't. <laughs> so then I, you know, I, I, I try to fight as best as I can, but I keep getting my ass kicked. So then this guy eventually catches my arm. I know enough at this time to know that, he got me. Right. So, but I'm trying to muscle out. Right. So he pulls on the arm and I'm like, uh, and I'm trying to pull back. And at the moment that I clinch my teeth, he sticks, his, <laughs> he sticks his, 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 his leg in my mouth. And then I, and then I, I tried to yank my arm back and he stuck his leg in my, in my, in my mouth. And then I, I, I braced myself by him <laughs> you know what the, you know the story reminds me of it's like when a dude goes to the hospital and he's got like a light bulb in his ass and they're like, yeah and they're right like, they're like what happened he's like dude i was changing the light bulb and i like i flipped yeah. over and I, yeah. <laughs> I know what it looks like right, right. but I one in a million it. shot doc <laughs> one in a million shot yeah. And so, so Edgar, after that, you went home with a light bulb in your ass. <laughs> no, and no, 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 but you got to understand. But you have a light bulb in your ass now? No, never, never have I ever, ever, ever had a light bulb in my ass. But neither, like, but you see, the other thing too is like, John thinks this is. Like he think I know you still think that I purposely bit you, but I swear <laughs> to you. I, it was so long ago. I, I, it's like it's not even the memory is like barely even there. Yeah. I, I, I have no um, I have I have no idea what happened. <laughs> I think what I'm what I'm more disturbed by though is the way that like, you know, the way that you describe the the way that I sparred with you is your first day, and I think about like if if your account is accurate, and I, I was tapping you like every. 30 seconds, you know, yeah. like that, that's something that like, I would never do to a new student now. You know? No, you no. Well, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but I was like, okay, you, yeah, right. no, I was exaggerating. You, I think you trapped me like three or four times, but even then, like that's too much for me. 
even then like mm -hmm. and i didn't know any better right so like uh, yeah, yeah. So, but like yeah i know you would never do that but it was just like you 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 were owning me on the mat and it was super duper apparent to me and I, there was nothing i could do <laughs> to like it, it's just so weird because it's like oh i'm gonna drown now and yeah. uh, <laughs> i don't know how to stop it you know and that's really what sells it. Um, that was the hardest part about opening, opening the school was when I first opened it. Um, I, uh, I mean, I, ha I definitely had help, but like I was doing, I was teaching every class, every session and I was rolling every day at every class. And, you know, we got, we had some big like corn fed wrestlers here in, uh, in, in Ohio, yeah. these guys would come in and like, they'd go, yeah, I heard you just, who's awesome. I heard it's like, you know, it works really well and I want to learn it. And so like the, you know, like what I consider sales, if, if you, if I would even describe it that way is to like demonstrate that it works. And like you said, I'm not, I'm not, I, I was, I was even smaller then. Like I was a very small guy, you know, up until up until like recently I was still doing, I was still competing at like featherweight. So I was, it was really like, it was hundred, 150 pounds mm -hmm. and it would sell it. Cause like, you know, I was some Adam Sandler looking motherfucker and the guys would come in and <laughs> you know, they'd, they'd look at me and they go, this guy looks like a computer nerd. And like, you know, and, and then I would, I would be able to demonstrate that it, that it actually works well. Uh -huh. And they'd be like, sign me up. Right. Yeah. The following clip is from episode 66 co-hosting i have not my cousin dan and our special guest is black belt and friend daniel viana from viana brothers jiu-jitsu academy i call this one la sombra i want to hear this story i've heard it from you before but um it's uh, we call it or you call it the story about el, la sombra la sombra yeah yeah everybody loves this story man i don't know why it's <laughs> fantastic do you do you mind telling us no that? i don't i don't so one day i'm at, at the academy right and, and this dude tall black that walks in and and he has a hat on and he has a button-up shirt and some cargo shorts and very casually he walks in and he says i want to train jiu-jitsu i'm like that's wonderful man you came to the right place um <laughs> just have to take your information and got to sign a waiver so you can jump in class today if you want to you know you just got here 30 minutes before class so that's fine i mean we sit down we talk i got your info um at the time i, I don't think i had a gi for him so i'm like you can jump in do you have workout clothes like no 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 that's that's how i came it was a very like sh short you know that's how i came yeah. okay you can train with a button-up shirt too i mean it's probably gonna pop a bunch of bu buttons and you're gonna go home shirtless but that's fine yeah and, and you said that, that they're gonna be buttons all over my mat i don't want buttons all over my mat yeah i'm like no but but this guy no no but that's how i came and he was like very like <laughs> imposing his will right i'm like oh, okay dude that's no problem I'm like, oh. in the right place to have to gym yeah. class but not to impose your will like that but that's okay i mean you, you i'm find sitting that, here you looking at out. you like like i would ever like what no, kind of idiot this, would come this to this point, guy with attitude it's crazy. That's what I'm being very kind and tolerant. You know, I'm being like very like, okay, this this guy's it's it's gonna, you know, it's gonna find out. Yeah. So <laughs> have him sit, you know, I sit at my desk, have him sit in front of me, and I'm like, okay, what's your name? It's like my name is La Sombra. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, dude, no, 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 no. I'm asking your name. It's like La Sombra. And at the time, I'm still cool. I'm like, no, I know. And I, I told him, man, I'm Brazilian. I speak Spanish. I know that La Sombra means the shadow. I know that. So that cannot be your name. I mean, I really met people with all kinds of people with, from all over the world with very weird names, but nobody with the name of La Sombra. So what's your name? So at that point, he does this. Uh... He had a hat on. He had a hat on and on the head said La Sombra. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy's a straight up cartoon character. Oh, man. I mean, bro, I, like, at this time, I'm like, I scratch my head. I make a couple of faces. I like wipe my face like my brother used to do. Oh. I'm like, 
Come on, man. Tell me your name. La Sombra. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm like, dude. <laughs> okay. Your, your name is La Sombra? Fine. La Sombra. <laughs> What's your phone number? I don't have one. Okay. No phone number. Your email? Nope. I'm like, come on. You have to have an email. It's like, hey, I do. I'm sorry. I do. I do. La Sombra, blah, 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 yahoo.com. I'm like, okay, La Sombra, yahoo.com. I'm like, you ready? Jump on the match. So we go through class, warm up. It's like lengthy and all springy. He's jumping and we're doing all the warm up. Guy was, you know, okay, somewhat athletic. We're doing it. But ever, and then it got to a point for me to show the position of the night or the positions of the night. And I don't know if I was showing one or two or three positions, but everything that would show, he would say, I already know that. <laughs> and I would show and he's like, oh, okay, 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 I got it. I wouldn't even be complete with my explanation. Like, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. So we go through that. And we come to sparring. And then I put him to spar with a couple of people. I don't remember what happened. And at the end, we bow. And he comes like, how about me and you? Wow. I'm like, how about me and you what? You don't spar? I'm like, I do. It's like, why don't we spar? I'm like, you want to spar with me right now? We just finished class, buddy. No, no, no. Just me and you. Like, let's see how it goes. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah i'm like what do you want to wrestle it's like no 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 like kind of everything goes i'm like everything goes it's like yeah i mean you know i punch and i kick too i'm like oh okay all right so you want to do that no problem i take my gear off wow <laughs> wow and i go like and i go close to him like i'm gonna like you know take him down and his swings I dodge, pick him up, single leg, lift him up in the air, boom, slam him against the wall, boom, take him down, mount, uh, slap him like, you know, he, he falls, I mount, I slap him, he turns, I choke him. Nice. Five seconds. Oh. He, he gets up all discombobulated <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, okay, man, just go home now. Get the fuck out of here. So like, no, 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 let's go one more, one more, one more. <laughs> I do the same thing. I fake an entrance. He kicks. He misses it. I pick him up. Slam him against the wall. At this time, everybody was in the locker room, like, getting ready to leave the academy. Everybody comes running, like, to see what's happening. I slam him against the wall. I lift him up again. Boom. Throw him in the ground. Mount him. Slap him. He turns. I choke him out. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Second time around. And then I'm like, enough, bro. Go home. And he, like, kind of, like, he's kind of, like, sad. He looks like, you know... Like, you know, he thought, <laughs> yeah. he thought he would do better. And I'm like, just get the fuck out of here. And I walk, everybody like that was like, came out of the, at the locker room was like looking. I'm like, oh, everybody in the locker room. And I walk behind everybody. I will go in the locker room. I close the door. Like, uh -huh. I'm like, guys, <laughs> just leave. He comes back. And we're talking. Everybody's like laughing in the locker room. And you need to hear, knock, knock, knock. <laughs> I open the locker room door. I see him's like, I'll be back tomorrow. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Everybody, everybody in the locker room is like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, fine. Fine. See you tomorrow. Never came back. Never. Never came back. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. I'm going to Google. I'm, I got to Google. Let's go. <laughs> see like what this dude's up to. Like, <laughs> go figure, man. Like at what point were you looking around for like cameras? Like, Am I on punked? Like yeah. is Ashton Kutcher going to pop out of the closet <laughs> At or one something? point, I actually wanted to like, slap him. And I'm like, I'm not going to lose my cool with this guy. And then he comes out. He's like, <laughs> me and you. And I'm like, what? It was like, and class had, you know, that was over. Like, there's nobody there anymore. Everybody went to the locker room to, like, you know, change. And this guy's like, let's do me and you. Like, I'm like, are we on a wrestle? I'm like, he's like, no, no, let's, you know, I kick and he said something like, I can kick and punch too. Yeah. I'm like, oh, good. Okay. He, I, what do you think this is? You know, 
<laughs> I'm like, okay, all right, let's do this. Well, didn't he tell you at one point? You know, that right, he had I was a- right, like fed up and pissed off at him. I'm like, okay, I wanted to slap him anyway. Like, okay, <laughs> just like giving me the opportunity to do what I want to do. Yeah. Well, didn't he tell you at one point that he had like a, a killer sidekick or killer sidekick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some story. Like he said something like I have a killer spinning back kick or something. You know, I punch and kick, but my I have a killer spinning back kick oh. or something. Like that. <laughs> when you when you said sidekick, I'm thinking like Robin. Like he's got like he's he's like some some like knockoff Batman. Yeah. You know? well, that was, with the name La Sombra, it sounds like yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Like he he's he's Chicago's vigilante justice. La Sombra. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, I grabbed the following clip from a recent episode, episode 92, co-hosting I have Not My Cousin Dan, special guest Logan Nielsen, Mike Wiley, and I call this piece Seven Guitars. It's, it's possible. It's possible to MC as a comedian for other bands. I, like I did one um, where again, the band didn't wait for me to come up on stage and just started playing by themselves. And I was just like, I was not even in the room. I'm like, oh my god, are they are they playing? Uh, and I, they already started, but then the one, gets, but then the guitarist broke its string, and they had to <laughs> like pause. So I got up there and I got to do my little shtick. Nice. <laughs> but then afterwards, the, the guitarist came up to me. He's like, hey man, uh, I really appreciate you coming up uh, when I broke my string because. I didn't know what I was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not the his... kind of band where he has another guitar. No. He just no. has the one. <laughs> well, I mean, some people can't afford two guitars. Well, yeah, I know. I can't, I can't like afford it. two guitars. Yeah. So I, like can't afford, I can't afford two guitars, but I have seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> Man, just bragging again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think very highly of myself. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually comedy I just, got booked right away, and now <laughs> wait till you hear how many guitars I have. <laughs> I, I had a job interview like just last week and I got and I the brought feedback. a guitar to the interview. <laughs> <laughs> the feedback that I got from the job interview from the guitar? Was, oh man. Was five <laughs> 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 too people. close. To <laughs> <laughs> get that job. This is what happens when you get a bunch of comedians drunk on a podcast. <laughs> you didn't get any of us drunk. We did it ourselves. Well, you yeah. guys got that. That's right. That's right. I have nothing My to do life. Life's choices did. <laughs> I'm drinking a bean flicker by odd side. <laughs> oh man. Oh shit. Uh, uh, so <laughs> you're what you're, even talking about. You're talking about all your guitars in this. All in your this. guitars. <laughs> what am I yeah. talking about? <laughs> My pride and joy. Yeah, you're really <laughs> running a victory lap here, Dan. So why don't you go ahead and uh Yeah, yeah, I'm, I am I'm clearly, you know, so victorious in everything. I've Every now and again, he does a he does a comedy set where he throws guitar picks into the audience. People don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> like why is he throwing around like, with a pocket oh. full of them? Be like, oh, hey. you can't use those? Well, I sure could. I have seven guitars. <laughs> Give me those back. You guys have been great. Have a great guitarless night. <laughs> Sevenguitars.com. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at Seven Guitars Dan. Uh, <laughs> you'll see pictures of all my guitars. Seven photos. <laughs> you can download my album. Yes, I am better than you. Uh, that's what it's called. Uh, that sounds like a great. Uh, that's a great. Yeah, dude, you should do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't give him yeah, any go, Fuck it, fuck it, record it. We'll put it on Netflix, man. <laughs> oh, got no. a title to your feature. Yeah, it's, it's Dude, you I'm, playing I, seven yeah. guitars at once. Yeah, right. You I'm not you the title. And then you're gonna get canceled for people who like banjos. <laughs> <laughs> you got the- <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. I have. I have zero banjos. Mm-hmm. That's there. Exactly. Will be no banjos. There, there's a ukulele and a mandolin. Yeah, if you're gonna- there's no banjos. <laughs> My head hurts. You got seven guitars on this lineup, no banjos. <laughs> Canceled. I like I like this because Dan's like he's got like he's got these guitars and he's ranting at these kids at the show and he's just slowly morphing into Mark Marin, just like slowly. Oh, slowly. Dude. <laughs> 
Oh, I yeah, I think I was probably born old and cranky. You know, it's probably why I stopped doing comedy. I just do not have. Did, did you to ask you a question? Did you was it an active decision to be like I am done doing comedy, or was it just a break? And then you were like, ah, oh, no, really care it anymore, was or... it was an active decision. There oh, was like, it? okay. There are like seven different versions of this story. Or seven different stories. Are they, are one for each guitar. guitar. One for each guitar. You we, were, dirty we were racing to it. We were racing to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so there are there are a bunch of different stories. All of them are true. But it, it depends on who I'm talking to at the time or okay? why. But we broke Edgar. And we broke Edgar. Edgar's down. Edgar's down. He's down for the count. <laughs> and he's the he's the only one who's not drinking. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're sorry for you that you don't drink. Oh, fuck. Uh, but, but oh, so okay. Hurts. So the question, <laughs> the question. You know, you know, stop that pain, alcohol. <laughs> All the music you've been listening to in this episode comes from Epidemic Sound. The songs are titled King of the World by AO, Honesty by Holman, Making My Way by Margarita, Monologue by Splasher, Upside Down Snow Globe by DJ Dens the Rooster, and The Memory of You by Swift with a 7. All of which, like I said, you can find at Epidemic Music. Make sure you use my referral link in the description so that they know that I sent you. Also, make sure you check out the description for all my referral links. I didn't bring them up simply because I just didn't want to ruin the flow of, of this particular episode. So make sure you check out the description for all those links that help support the podcast. Also, thank you to all my past guests, those that I mentioned today in the episode, and all the other ones that have ever been on the show. Thank you so much. You've made the show so great. I, I appreciate every single conversation. It's been great, and we're going to keep it going. So, again, thank you, Leo Berman. Thank you, Eladio Lara. Thank you, John Lawrence. Thank you, Daniel Viana. Thank you, Logan Nielsen. Thank you, Mike Wiley. Thank you, Mike Patterson. Thank you, Mike Carlson. And thank you to all my co-hosts, especially now my cousin Dan and cousin Primo for keeping this going with me. I'll make sure to tag everybody in the description. There's a lot of you guys, so I'm going to tag you all in the description just so you know that I uh, appreciate you. Thank you so much for being on the show. All the Instagram information that you need for me and everybody who's ever been on the show will be in the description. Make sure you follow all those people. And as always, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and share wherever you get your podcasts at. Press all the buttons that make the podcast gods happy. Thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time with a brand new episode coming soon. Now you behave yourselves. Laters. Laters.